With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Today is Monday, December the 28th, 2015, and our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Michael. Okay. Your heart? Oh, there he is? There he is. He's here. My phone was just being a little uncooperative and getting to the proper screen. So we welcome everybody to the show, and we're honored, delighted that you're here to join us, getting close to the turning over of this fantasy called the new year, like a new one's going to start. And we're going to get to travel around the sun one more time. And, of course, we're going to say there were 365 sun rises, but, of course, we know that the sun never rose once in a year. It never has and it never will, That it's all about how the earth rotates. One of those fantasies that we engage in that, uh, that tends to be useful but not true. And, of course, what we're looking to do with this work is to really ferret out truth, and to know what is really actually true, as opposed to the fantasies that we often engage in. And a fantasy that isn't true would be the mind creating a reality that is not so, but can be either useful or destructive. For instance, we've got this thing we call time now. I'm in the Eastern time zone, so I say that it's, you know, the show starts at 1 o'clock. And if you're in Central time, you say, no, it starts at noon. And somebody else says, no, it starts at 11. And, of course, that's all something we made up. It's useful. But then there are things that we've made up that aren't so useful. And as we walk into this new year, the chance someone was saying the, uh, that each day they see it as a uh, page in a book, and we've got a 365-page book to write, and we want to write this book this year out of truth, and that is that our minds only present to us things that match the actual world. We know of a fact that the mind does not record reality it generates reality that's one of the premises we're working from and when you realize that each of us is looking through a set of filters and a mind that selects certain information that makes up what we call our reality and then there's the world of actuality some of our realities are 
actually on track with actuality, and some of our realities reflect nothing but what's going on inside of us. One of the things that tells us that a reality is simply reflecting what's going on inside of us is that the mind produces some form of hostility or fear along with its reality. And so what this work is about is learning to forgive. That is, learning to go inside of ourselves and remove that which is based in hostility or fear so that the mind presents as its reality. You know, if we've got two people, ten people, ten thousand people watching an event in the world, each person's mind will create a reality. And we're looking to make sure that those realities are as accurate and true as possible as compared to the actuality of what's happening so that we walk through the world with information that serves us at our highest and best. So let's look at a, a, a fantasy that is a reality that people create that's just totally a fraud every time it happens and what its impact is. So if you've ever said to somebody, you made me mad. Now you you look at that word and we talk about mad as just you know something to do with anger, but mad really means insane. And so if someone is in their anger, they're insane. And the insane mind makes up a picture world that it paints on the inside of its eyeballs that says, you made this happen in me. That's a fantasy that's very destructive. Because, number one, it's not true. And number two, anger is a disease. When you put it in a cell, the cell begins to suffer from the presence of that disease. And so really, the pursuit of truth becomes a key in the process of healing. And as we correct the mind, as we correct the content of the database that produces our realities, we realize that everything based in hostility or fear is something to be removed. And that the word forgiveness does not mean I let you off the hook. If, if people hold a reality that forgiveness means you did something terrible that caused all this pain inside of me, but it's okay, I'll forgive you. If they live in that fantasy, then they go around, you know, I let you off the hook, I let you off the hook, I let you off the hook, but never do anything to change the source of their pain, their turmoil, or their trauma. So that's a fantasy that doesn't serve very well. If you find yourself in hostility or fear, and therefore engaged in a fantasy that isn't accurate about the world, it would serve you to forgive as to that fantasy. And when you forgive as to that fantasy, you'll be able to drop into the part of the mind that holds the inaccurate data that contributes to the reality that's not accurate, and you'll get to remove it, and you'll be freed of it and its diseases and all the things that go along with it poor choices, just a whole raft of things that go along with a mind that produces poorly formed realities and tries to pretend that they're caused from the outside world. If you haven't engaged in the forgiveness processes yet, if you haven't really tied in, I was talking to someone on the phone this morning and uh, she and her husband came to an intensive a couple of years ago, and she's really been doing her work and sticking to the work and uh, tying in with others in the community that have been supporting her and really making some huge progress. And uh, she was sharing with me that recently she and her husband, who also came to the intensive, made an agreement that they would do two worksheets a day. And his agreement was rather reluctant. You know, you're going to drag me kicking and screaming to do this silly stuff, but okay, I'll do it. He'd been an intensive, saw some major changes, but, you know, the, the, the mind can forget the benefits that it gains and why it's worthwhile taking the time to do one's inner work. But she shared with me this morning that kind of reluctantly he agreed to that a little while back, and, and they agreed to just do two worksheets a day together. And she shared that he came home the other day from work, and he said, you know, these worksheets really work. 
He said, I had, you know, something going on with somebody at work that was a problem. And he said, I just, you know, I just sat down and did a worksheet. And, and you know, they really work. Like it was a surprise to him to remember once again how powerfully forgiveness works. So if you haven't accessed that tool as yet, we invite you to go to our website, which is www.whyagain.org, whyagain.org. And in the center of the page, you'll see a red and white bullseye. You may have to scroll down a little bit to get to it. If you click that bullseye, it will open a whole series of links. And that series of links will walk you every which way but loose through the forgiveness process, the how-to of first-century Aramaic forgiveness. I'll offer that it took me 30 years of teaching it to really truly begin to understand why and how it worked. And if you look, when you click on that bullseye, you'll see a link, I think it's a fourth link down, that will take you to a PowerPoint presentation where Bill Costantino, and thank you again, Bill, spent about a year we went back and forth for about a year with this and he's really great at doing powerpoints and he created a powerpoint that just step by step by step walks you through the whole process of forgiveness and the why and how it works 35 years of learning in 24 minutes so you can get that from the website along with all kinds of other information. There are at least 16 radio shows. The third link down, when you click on the bullseye, will give you access to some of several of our more important radio shows, including at least 16 of them, where we've actually walked somebody, either uh, Dr. Tim or Jeannie or myself, have walked somebody step-by-step step through the whole forgiveness process. So there's at least 16 hours of free custom instructions for how to do the worksheet. And I encourage people to listen to each one of those because each one of those has different shades of questions and issues that it addresses. So together they make a really powerful set of instructions, but also experiential understanding of how the forgiveness process works. And, you know, you can just listen to, especially the first link, it is it has always been my favorite it was a lady back way back in the first year we were doing the radio show. By the way, we're getting ready to close out our fifth year and get started into our sixth year, and all those archives are available. But there was a young lady who was a medical doctor who had some trauma going on in her life. And when you listen to that worksheet, that's the first link, when you listen to that worksheet, what she goes through, what she addresses that seems to be such a surface issue in her life, and it takes her back over several decades, just like click, 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 and you can hear the changes in her voice. You can really experience with her what happens as this awesome first-century Aramaic technology becomes available and is used by the individual. So, so give a listen to those shows, and they will assist you in walking through it. The second link after you click on the bullseye will give you a whole list of the different worksheets that have been uh, taught over the years. Each one of them has different uh, perspectives. Several people uh, tell me that they like to uh, practice with different worksheets at different times, and there are different uh, perspectives built into each of the worksheets, and where you know we teach it in a four-hour workshop, and we carry that worksheet around with us and do it free wherever we go on the globe. If we tried to put it all into one worksheet, it would probably be a five-page worksheet, which kind of hard to carry that much paper the way we travel. So, so we've taken. You know, some of the salient points and put it into a worksheet, tested, tried them. How deeply does this impact people? And if it's not as deep as we'd like, then we'll simplify it. And so you can, you know, filter through those worksheets and the the core principles are there in every one of them, but each one has a little different shade, a little different way of approaching the mind. So uh, if you rotate those, once you start, I suggest people start with the seven step. And there is a simpler children's worksheet that's very powerful that many people start with. 
But take them and build up to the deeper and deeper worksheets. There is an 11-step worksheet there that is the one that we teach in the original four-hour Why Is This Happening to Me Again that goes back 35 years or so ago. And uh, that one addresses even deeper issues with, uh, with several of the steps. So we invite you to take those, learn them, put them to work in your life, and uh, watch the changes that occur. Beyond that, uh, what I'd like to talk about today, I'd like to introduce Jeannie and I got a little more time to ourselves this past weekend with the holidays and such. And uh, one of the things that we like to do, we've shared with you before, is uh, is go to movies. That's one of our intermission points. And there is an absolutely superbly powerful film out there. This film rates right up there with Inside Out, which if you've not listen to the shows where we've talked about Disney's cartoon, Inside Out, I consider to be one of the most powerful human events on planet Earth ever. And the reason for that is because it takes the principles of how the mind works, how to process, and really puts it in a format that even children can understand it, and it's globally available. That, to me, makes it a huge global event. And this film that I'm about to talk about rates right up there with it for several reasons. There are the it, it's an expose kind of movie, uh, and that's important. I mean, what's happening in the world that this medical doctor exposes is huge and urgent to understand because what we vote for with our dollars is important in terms of what we support in the world. But beyond that, the film gives us so many lessons. For instance, one of the lessons that it gives is medical doctor is a, a pathologist and he does autopsies. That's one of the main things that he does. And this man has a very religious orientation in his life, his background. And he really demonstrates that, only only he uses it in a practical, real-world sense, not the way a lot of people use religion for escapism or beating other people up or what have you. But very powerfully, he uses it in order to usher in intuition. We've talked over the years about the power of the spiritual faculty of intuition and that we can get information, you can get information through your intuition that perhaps nobody else in the world has access to. And when you play your role in the world, when you play out your purpose, you bring things into the world that perhaps you're the only person that will be able to do that. And the gentleman in this movie, in fact, does play that role to bring a really important piece of information into the world that most of the world is structured to deny and to hide from. So his use of intuition is powerful. And the, the name of the film is Concussion. And basically it follows a, uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, football player, real life man who was born in 1950, I forget what year, 52, 54, something like that, 1950. So a very young man uh, who was called Iron Mike. And by the age of 50 was living in a car drugging himself, had sold, I forget how many, I think four different Super Bowls. He'd won rings. He was considered one of the best, I believe it was, linebackers of all time. And he'd sold his rings for drugs, had totally destroyed his relationships. All of the mega bucks and the money that he made was gone. And he lived in such an antisocial world that his life ended in disgrace, or at least the way the world saw it. And they just thought, you know, he'd become a crazy old drug addict. But this medical doctor with his intuition, who, and it's interesting, he's from Africa and he knows nothing about football. 
In fact, in one of the interviews that I read from him, he, as a kid, used to wonder why these people got these helmets on and these pads, and they looked like people from outer space. And you know, that was his impression of football. But his intuition told him that Iron Mike had not just become a crazy old drug addict, antisocial, insane man, but that something was really out of place. And you watch this man who is a prime, like one of the most powerful examples. To me, his name is Amalu. He's he's like he's like right up there with Gandhi. You know, you, I've talked before about the scene in the movie Gandhi where Gandhi goes to the to his home place to sit by the sea and sit and listen to his intuition and solves the whole problem by uh, about getting the British who are abusing India out of India without firing a shot. And, you know, it shows how Gandhi opened his intuition. Well, Amalu does exactly the same. And it's a very powerful lesson and example for all of us but when he approaches a uh, a body and you you watch how the world hates him for what he does because they're stuck in their heads and their intellects and trying to figure it out the non-being way where this man approaches life from a state of being and so when he ends up with iron mike on his autopsy table he's talking to a human being that he holds is still alive not in their body but still alive and so with reverence and the sweetness of being, you know, we've we've talked many times, if you're new to the show, one of the questions Jeannie asked, in fact, we just finished um, setting the timing up, so we'll be putting that piece on, uh, on our YouTube channel where Jeannie asked these questions. But you've heard Jeannie ask the question, how many have ever held a newborn child and described the essence of the newborn? And the words that come forward are always words based in love and sweetness and purity and power. And you watch this medical doctor as he approaches someone on his autopsy table from a state of being, a state of love. With reverence, he looks this person in the face and talks to them as though they are present. He touches them. And so you hear him say to Iron Mike, and this is his way I would offer of opening his intuition, Mike, I know that you weren't crazy, and there's something very, very wrong here. And I don't know how to figure that out. I need your help. So he asks a dead man to help him to understand what was out of place in his life. And you watch as he goes through this autopsy and the normal procedures, other people are standing there pressuring him, get this done, get this body out of here. We know this guy had a heart attack. You know, it's all over. Just get rid of him. But this man sticks to his state of being in the face of those who would chide him and, you know, disgrace him. And he asks and he gets answers. And the normal procedures, like, for instance, he he expects, because this man has, they called it dementia, he expects to find that his brain is like an Alzheimer's patient, all shriveled and nasty. And he looks at his brain, his brain looks just fine. And according to procedure, he should just be, you know, discarding it and going on. But his intuition says, no, there's something else here. And while the brain looks normal, his intuition tells him, no, there's something else going on. And he slices and stains micro pieces of the brain so he can study it under a microscope, which is where he discovers what happened to Iron Mike, where he learns and brings forward to the world a piece of information that is going to change the world monumentally in ways that some people aren't going to be very happy about. But this man has such a powerful love of truth and you hear him make this very, very strong, passionate plea 
to those who want to deny what he finds. And he says, you've got to tell the truth. How often over the years have we talked about truth being one of the keys to human life? That story where Yeshua says, the creator wants those who live in truth and in the eternal forces from the creator. And this man just does such an, I mean, such a great lesson. If you've got the brain cells for it, such an awesome job for how to do that. And then when he discovers that the trauma that happened while this man was playing football with repeated head injuries is something that has been known on the planet for, well, at least 1930 and even back into the 1800s, that it was from repeated blows to the head, that while his brain looked normal from the outside, it was anything but normal. And then you see how he takes that piece of information, delivers it to people who are making money, people who know, and you see the blockage of truth, you see the whole world of denial unfold before your very eyes, and the power and the money that tries to put an end to what he's bringing forward because it's going to threaten them. And you get to see someone who says, no, I live in truth and I'm going to carry my truth to the world no matter what you do to me. Powerful demonstration of a commitment to truth and living in truth. And a powerful piece of information that really needs to be known by the world. Because there's another arena, one that I've very passionately plead for in the pled for in the past, pardon my French, <laughs> that we start to awaken to, and that is that the same type of trauma that has led, and you know, they have this one man, Iron Mike, and you know, they just blow him off. The officials of the sport who are making billions from the sport blow him off, get rid of him. And then he comes up with a second man, a third man, a fourth man, and that's not enough. But then there's another football player who's going through exactly the same things as Iron Mike went through, and it's become public knowledge, but the officialdom is able to squelch him, shut him down, and keep going because they're about making money. They're not about anything other than a, a false conversation about, oh, we're taking care of our guys. Don't but then the I movie away. Well, okay, you're right. I apologize. I might be going too far there. In any event, it's powerful to see how the fifth man who's in the same situation contributes to the work that he's doing and revitalizes it and wakes wakes everybody up on another level. And where I see it, and it's important, you know, these guys are big boys. Now they know what they're getting into, you know, parents who allow their children to go play football and do all the repeated head trauma that start doing that to their brains as children know what they're getting into. But but there's another arena where this fits. And if you're connected with us on Facebook, if you're not, you might want to link with me on Facebook. Uh, it's JM underscore RYCE if you want to send me a friend request. But take a look, and we've tied it in because what they're seeing is that many people who come back from war are experiencing precisely the same brain damage. Now, you know, it's classic. you got an old military drunk. Oh, well, you know, he's crazy. He's homeless. He's in jail. He's, he's antisocial. He can't keep his family together, blah, blah. It's exactly what Iron Mike and all these other guys have been through because it's from concussion from the presence of blasts from bombs. Same thing happening to thousands of our young people who don't know what they're going off to be exposed to, 
whose parents encouraged him. It's time for us to rethink the real cost. To me, this is one of the important pieces of it, to rethink the real cost of war. Now, whether it's the the Colosseum and the war on the gridiron or on the ice arena, and yeah, I know it's going to threaten some people because it's their joy and delight, delight to just watch these guys as they collide and, you know, that big hit and they crash into each other. But maybe if they're really your heroes, you'll think about how every dollar supports, whether it's those on the gridiron or the ice rink or the military, what's really happening to those men and women and what we're really subjecting them to and what we're really doing in the world. As we head into this new year, maybe it's time to start to write a new book a new book that's actually based in human life, based in the active presence of love. The next thing that you'll see in the film and how it plays out if you go with the eyes to see and the ears to hear the brain cells is you'll see the whole scriptural story played out. It's really quite awesome, right down to, you'll see the Pharisees trying to protect their wealth. You'll see the temple guards. I'm not going to mention it, but they have three initials of an official organization here in the United States. You'll see the temple guards going out to do their job. We've been lied to about what their job is, and it's about protecting people and all of that. But you'll see them do their real job, and that is protect the money of the wealthy, which are the Pharisees. It's, it's just like the whole temple game going after Yeshua. Someone who tells truth is John the Baptist. Take off his head. Get rid of him. I mean, the, the whole thing, Just there's so many lessons in it that it's just an awesome film. So I invite you to uh, to go and see it. Breathe. You might take some worksheets with you. Very powerful. It will evoke some powerful, powerful emotional responses for most people because we've all been touched by it. If you've got an uncle, a cousin, a brother, by the way, many of these football players do exactly what many young military men and women are doing, and that is that they commit suicide. So many have been touched by this. You know, we're in a state right now where about 25 young people a day are killing themselves when they come back from war. And, and the statistics aren't even starting to scratch the surface of how many actual suicides there are. And this Dr. Amalu shows exactly what's going on. And you watch the temple guards come after him, uh, come after his boss to try to stop him. Get rid of that truth teller. Get rid of that Yeshua. <laughs> I mean, the whole film is, is a great replay of the ancient scripture story and the principles and the truths in it, and that, that people want to keep walking in the desert and don't want to know. So, powerful opening for a deep piece of work and to see the principles of the work and the way they play out in the world. And, of course, once you've got the brain cells, to see how things play out from the non-being side of life, you get to select more and more to live in being, more and more to live as a true human being, as the awesome presence of love, which is what we're here to support. So we're honored that you're here to be part of the conversation. And uh, Jeannie, is Dr. Tim with us? He is, and he's on. Well, let's say hello to the young man and see if he's seen concussion yet and uh, if he has any thoughts about it. I'm here. I have not seen the movie yet. Um, no, but I, I understand the, the principle you're talking about and how money is being greed and the pursuit of power has provided lots of um, opportunities for people to learn forgiveness, as Dr. Michael Rice would say. Yes, yes, for sure. And it evokes, I mean, I mean, for me, and I think for a lot of people in the room, evoked a lot of deep emotional responses because of the, this has been known and nobody's doing anything because there's so much money being made. And I don't care whether you, it's the gridiron or it's the hockey rink or it's the military. There's so many people that are making money hand over fist that are threatened by it. It's just... It's pretty powerful. 
Absolutely. Well, have you have you seen a hand up from uh, our friend Trisha Alexander yet? We do have a hand up, but it's uh, not either of the area codes that you told me. So, Trish, if you are on, if you would also hit one, that would let me know that you're there. There's um, neither of the numbers that you said she would call in on is on the switchboard. But we do have a hand up. Well, let's see if Dr. Tim is anything to share before we go to the hand up. Well, did you get the uh, copy of the lyrics that... Were you able to uh, open that up from a PDF file? Um, hold on just a second. I do. Let me open it up and I can read them. Well, I have I'm hoping we'll hear from Trish herself. Yeah, yeah I, I was hoping she would call in too. Yeah, if, if she doesn't call in, I have them here and I can read them. I just want to make sure you got a copy because yes. if you want to make I'll put it on the website. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm just uh, I'm just sitting here with a friend listening to the show and um glad to be a part of the team and had a lovely uh holiday season with family and we have the freezing rain sleet monster storm prediction so some of our family went home early yesterday rather than sticking around until today and, um, well it, you know they they traveled when it was safer and they're home safe and so that's all that's going on here, just enjoying the holidays and family and um, and, and the uh, ability to move, move through upsets of using the tools rather than blaming others. So that's all I have today. That and hoping you're well, we'll hold Great. We'll hold the space that everybody arrives home safely. And with this weather going on, I... I Jeannie was sharing this morning that uh, with the amount of rain that's happening in Missouri that they're referring to Missouri as a new Great Lake, that there's so much rain happening and getting a lot of that at Heartland and the Ozarks. So we'll just hold safety for everybody. And Jeannie, let's check in with our caller. All right. It's area code 616. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, this is Pat Kay from Grand Rapids. And um well, hi, there, young lady. hi, yeah, I'm coming to the intensive in Florida. I'm so excited to do that. We're looking forward up. to seeing you in just a few weeks. <laughs> yes. Um so I'm one of Bill Constantino's uh, students and right. um you just mentioned his name and I he we finished that thirty day forgiveness um program in oh about mid November I think. And um, right. I just I don't know how much how many of those go on around um, the country, but it was a really, really good format for me to get familiar. Cause I've been coming to the, um, the, his support groups um, on and off since May. And I really didn't understand, understand it until I actually started the 30 day and seriously did the homework and did the worksheets. And, you know, um, I think if people can't come to an intensive or can't afford it or whatever, it's a great format because it gets you in the habit of doing it every day. And um, so it, it, I just wanted to, to comment about that. And the bill just tirelessly, um, just so gracious with his time and effort. And he was wonderful. He just did a wonderful job. <clears throat> So awesome. that's one. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, our whole class, um, I think there were seven of us. And uh, everyone's doing, still doing the work as far as I know. And um, I think um, it's working. For, um, and I I didn't intend to do this, but I, I lost 10 pounds. I didn't even, I wasn't honestly necessarily cool. trying, but... I was working on the worksheets, and I wasn't um, stuffing my um, feelings, my upsets. So, um, mm, nice. then, so just yeah, I like to just say by default, and I love this that it happens organically. <laughs> Pat, you yes. have to try. Yes, yes, ma'am. Change it, change it to releasing it, because when we say releasing. we lost something, what do we want to do? We yeah. want to find what we lost. We want to get it back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, right. <laughs> so instead of saying you lost that. the way, you released it. Yes. Just let it go. I did. Thank you. Thank you. I will. 
Uh, so, um, I'm finding my, I listened to the Mind Shifter archive shows quite a bit, and I, one time you talked about the abyss that you come to where you are feeling pulled back, and, you know, it's like, you know, you had, I feel like I have this compartment within my family, within my friends that I fit into, and I've jumped out of it, and people don't like that not necessarily i'm not necessarily getting a verbal thing about that but i'm just getting like what what's going on you know um and so because i just look at things differently and i see and so i feel like i'm there um you know um trying trying not to get sucked in sucked back into old thinking and i feel pretty confident that if i keep doing the worksheets and then come to the intensive, I I, uh, I should, um, I think I will be able to get through it. It's just, and I and I expected it because I heard you talking about it, but um, do you have any, I mean, does it last a long time or it's probably different for everybody, you know? But well, do you have any you know, tips? if you read, yes, if you read about culture shock, yep. that's really what we're talking about here. You know, okay. we we come out of a certain community and family culture that has a certain yep. way of thinking, and yeah. when we shift the way we think, we we represent to other people a whole new culture, and it mm-hmm. is a real shock for them that mm-hmm. wait a minute. You don't agree with me and all the things about how, well, if you don't agree with me, then you're saying there's something wrong with me and I'm not bad and I'm not wrong and there must be something wrong. So there are a lot of dynamics that go along with that. And, of course, you just keep doing your work. And and one of the ideas of having a support group is to have others who – are working toward understanding from the perspective of truly living life as love rather than out of hostility and fear. And and as you do that, you've got cultural support for moving in a different direction. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons for doing this radio show is that, Mm -hmm. you know, in the past when we would travel, we'd be inviting people into doing a new kind of thinking, entering into a new Mm -hmm. culture. And, Mm -hmm. If there wasn't support for it, it didn't last for very long for most people. Right. Where now, you know, we can, anybody on the globe that's got access to a computer can be part of this conversation every day right. and start to shift the culture that they live in. Mm-hmm. And when we bring that culture to the old culture of hostility and fear, it's a threat. Actually, yeah. the the movie that I was just talking about, if you haven't seen uh, yep. Concussion yet, go and see it, and you'll mm-hmm. see the uh, the two cultures cla- clashing. One the uh, the boss of uh, Omalu mm-hmm. is is one who was really into the whole football thing and blah 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 blah, and and um. he goes through the trauma of making that culture shift into, oh my God, what have I been supporting? What have I been part of? What yeah. am I doing? And it takes a lot of courage to ask those kinds of questions to yourself. Yeah. And so when yeah. you step into a family situation where you say, well, you know, rather than going with, well, we'll gossip about Mary, I'm going to stop and I'm going to just hold yep. a space of love and send Mary love. You know, that, that person who's yep. invested in, no, no, what I need to do is degrade Mary so that I don't have to feel what's going on inside of me. You represent an invitation for them going inside yeah. and feeling what's going on in themselves, which is a totally new thing and leads to the loss right. of, you know, or the, the the letting go of the hostility and fear-based mind. But it's a challenge. It's a process for sure. Yes. Yes. And th- th- this just sounds real familiar, what you just said. And um, and um, and to to just not gossip and, you know, say, well, Mary, Mary is obviously having a difficult time right now kind of thing. Um yeah, I run into that a lot. I work with a lot of people that like to do that. So, mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh so I have two more questions. Do, do I have time or Great. do you have another caller? Absolutely. That's okay. what we're here for. Okay. okay. My next question is and I we did discuss this in our support group last week. Um feelings versus thoughts. I have right. trouble dis- you know discerning which is which sometimes. Sometimes it's, I mean, if it's anger, I know that. But is confusion, is that a thought? Is that a feeling? I, I'm just, I'm not sure. 
how to determine. Okay. Well, the the best way that I know to do that is to look at how you would structure a sentence around whatever's going on. So one one of the reasons okay. why we really want to make a, a point of that is that our culture, in order to keep us from feeling, teaches us to express thoughts as feelings. Uh-huh. So let's say, for instance, an example would be someone says, well, I really feel abandoned by you because you left. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. I don't feel abandoned. You left, and my thought is you left, and I'm alone, and I have mm-hmm. sadness about that. So if mm-hmm. I can take the, what I Got think it. is a feeling and turn it into a thought and then express how I'm feeling about it. So with that one in particular, I would say, well, I'm real, I realize that my, my thinking is that you've abandoned me and I'm really sad or I'm really lonely or I'm really right. angry. Then mm-hmm. I can start to distinguish what's a thought and what's a feeling. If I say, well, you know, I, I really feel angry about that, I can't really turn that into a sentence of, I really feel angry about that and I feel angry about that. It's, that is a feeling. Mm-hmm. But if I can mm-hmm. take the, what I feel, what I'm holding is a feeling that's really a thought and then express how I'm feeling about that thought, then I can start to distinguish between thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Got it. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, that's so helpful. Yeah, very. So, yeah, so, that really so I can say. So I can say, and, and you use the word confusion. That's really mm-hmm. a reflection of my thinking. So I don't mm. feel confused. Gee, mm-hmm. I can't get my thoughts straight here. One thought tells me I should be angry with you. One thought tells me I should be embracing you. Therefore, I am confused, and I feel frustrated about that. Oh, uh, so my feelings, frustration. So, right. Oh. Huh. Okay. Well, that gives or maybe me it's a rage. You know. Food. I just don't. Right. I don't have any mental clarity about this, and. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm enraged when I don't have mental clarity. Okay, so so now I know oh. that what a moment ago I was calling a feeling is really a thought, and the feeling is right. I'm enraged. Okay. Wow. So if I can I... structure what I'm calling a feeling as a thought and then express a feeling about it, then I know that that's really a thought that I'm dealing with. Or I a condition in my mind. Good. Thank you. Cool. That is so well, that's my job. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and then the the one other thing I I wanted to ask about is the number seven on the uh, on the um, wake up sheet. Um, right. And the it's the seven step sheet. So, um, okay. So I have a goal of some somebody. This is my goal. It's. Um, I want you to to understand that I'm right all the time, and it, this is truly a worksheet that I did. And so, I obviously I'm I mean I know that I really don't want to feel that way, so I want to work through this. I and so I get to number seven, and I'm going. I choose to structure a truly loving goal based on my my first number three, which was I want you to think I'm right all the time. And so I'm not quite sure how what I how what my thinking will be to structure that goal based on the first goal. So first of all, I'm canceling a goal I have for them and then yeah. I'm setting a goal toward them. So then yeah. what okay. what the goal might look like in step seven might be and you know what I'm willing to offer you is a space where perhaps you're right too. Mhm. Mhm. Might be the new goal. And Okay. So that 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 might be what it looks like. And also mm-hmm. that that worksheet would probably be more effective for you if you did that worksheet on yourself. Mm-hmm. And okay. the worksheet was about your goal for you to always be right. Okay. And then as you cancel that and give yourself permission to be in error, you probably will find that the thing that drives 
that need to be right is some judgment about yourself, about not being good enough or not being smart enough or not surviving if you're not right. You know, if you were a, a child, you know, a small child, and, you know, oftentimes the adult because it's their power mm-hmm. person dynamic. The child has to mm-hmm. understand everything right now and get it right. And so if the child right. doesn't, then then the adult pours all kinds of their hostility and rage on the child. And so the child, in order to survive, thinks, oh, the only way to survive is to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so what you might find yourself getting in touch with is some, some fear, some terror, some grief, some mm-hmm. loss that mm-hmm. really is is what's really behind that worksheet that you think is about somebody else. Interesting. I so like you'd that. probably find that an effective worksheet to do on, on yourself. So, so I am my own trigger, or my thinking is my trigger. Yes, that would be the right. case. Now, each worksheet will produce a healing result. I just think with mm-hmm. that kind of an issue, you'd probably find it more effective if you did sure. that worksheet on yourself, you'd go to another place so inside to clean it up. Yep. So awesome. Oh, great question. You're that. doing your work lady, so are you? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I have honestly in, in doing my work over the last three months, two, three months, I have been able to soften that a lot. The, um, always right thing. And, and right. I'm just so happy about that because, um, I just never, you know, I I just had no way to figure out or to work out um, how to be different about that. So I'm so grateful. No. So thank you. And I look so you probably to had a power person. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah. look forward to seeing you. And you mm-hmm. probably had a power person who demanded mm-hmm. and that the cost was high if you didn't get mm-hmm. it the first time around and understand it fully and, and do it. And and also another mm-hmm. another good place to go with that issue could be one where instead of needing to be right, mm-hmm. instead of pursuing that, that you make the pursuit that of asking what is right oh. rather than being okay. right. Yeah. Like, am I, inter- am I interested in being right? What motivates me? Am I interested in being right or am I interested in engaging in knowing what is right? And when I make that the pursuit, then a whole different world opens to me. Sure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Really appreciate that. And we're new Facebook friends, too, so thank you for accepting my friend request. Delighted. (laughs) Delighted, Pat. Look forward to seeing you in just a few weeks. And Happy New Year to you both. All right. Getting ready to support having the best new year yet of your eternal life. Bye-bye. You betcha. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, by the way, for anyone who uh, hasn't been part of the show recently or over the last few weeks, uh, we are doing two intensives, actually, in Orlando, Florida in the month of February. Uh, We're going to start on February 1st. The intensive that Pat's coming to is a a nine-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum. And that nine-day also stretches out to a 16-day. So anybody who wants to come and do that longer space, and, and as Pat was saying, for people who perhaps are uh, are suffering a little bit of that old Italian disease, Mafanzolo, we're happy to work with you if you uh, are interested in coming to one of those intensives to uh, to spread the cost out over a time period that makes it workable and doable and comfortable for you. So contact us if you're ready to another level of work. Once we finish that 16-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum, we'll then be going into a 16-day laws of living. So we're actually going to get to hang out in this beautiful seven-bedroom, I don't know, 3,500, 4,000-square-foot house uh, uh, for just a little better than a month uh, doing uh, intensives there. So if you're going to be ready by February, especially those storms coming in, uh, to get away from winter for a little bit, might be a perfect time for an intermission touch in and let's get it set up for you to come and join us and Jeannie I understand Trish is on the phone and she's going to sing that song for us that's awesome yes hey, Trish, hey there young lady you were able to join us Trisha 773 do you have your mute button on hello Trisha hello Trisha 
773, you're on the air with us. She maybe got turned away from the phone for a minute. While we're waiting for Trisha to respond, uh, if you weren't on the show a couple of days ago, Dr. Tim was saying that he was at a uh, Christmas concert at Unity in uh, in Woodstock. And Trisha is just this awesome musician. We've gotten to play with her the last couple of years we've been up there and just does just some of the sweetest and most unusual music around. And she had rewritten uh, the words to the old uh, Christmas tune of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen and written, rewritten it so that the words reflect an inner condition rather than somebody or something else out there. And Dr. Tim had talked with Trish about seeing if she could get on the show and share it with us. And I understand she's there to share it with us live. And, you know, there may be uh, some distraction happening, but let's see if Trish is with us. Are you there, young lady? No? Okay. There, yes, well, think, Trish is issue. This is Trish. Awesome. Well, hey there, young Glad lady. It's a delight to hear your voice. And a delight to hear yours. Happy holidays. Well, happy holy days to you, too. And uh, we hear this new song that you've written. The words are just awesome. Dr. Sim has been extolling the power of it the last couple of days, so I'm glad you're here to share it with us live. Yes, yeah, so when I heard Tim talking about it, I thought, well, I could do that today. I could have uh, just call in and sing it for you, so you have uh, the you hear the words. Awesome. Well, we're ready and listening with bated ears. Okay, so this is a uh, 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 God rest ye merry gentlemen, and it's new lyric, and the new title is Good rest ye gentle people. Okay. Hmm. All right. Good rest, ye gentle people, let nothing you dismay. Remember peace and goodness flow surely through this day. Remember we are made from love and love will light the way. We are tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. We are tidings of comfort and joy. We are. On that first Christmas morning, they traveled near and far to celebrate a holy child born underneath a star. And so the world was filled with love. Remember who we are. We are tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. We are tidings of comfort and joy. We are. Across this great round earth of ours, the people meet in prayer. One heart, one mind, one family, a single vision share. We only have to live as love and love will lead us there. We are tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. We are tidings of comfort and joy. We are, we are, we are. Trish, that's awesome. Thank you. And we're down to the last few seconds, so we're going to just leave those that vibration hanging in the air and say thank you have the best year yet of your eternal life blessings blessings thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the forgiveness doctor Dr. Michael Wright and his wife Jeannie who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.